Well, hello there. It's great to see you again, and welcome back to Optimizing Your Financial World. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It's great to be back with you again today. And as always, we have the star of our show, Mr. Mark Wade, president of Echelon Family Office. He's going to be joining me in just a moment. We're going to be diving into another wealth management conversation. That's what we address here on the show. And today we've got a really interesting conversation set up for you guys. It's one that Mark and I have not really touched upon in any way, shape, or form, uh, which is saying something here we are in season three uh but here let me frame some things up though before we bring mark out here i want everybody to take a moment and think about just personality traits right we all have them some of us may be introverted while others are extroverted well did you know though that also we also have a wealth personality and our wealth personality can have a big impact as you pursue your financial goals so on today's show, we're going to be examining this topic of different high net worth personalities that exist out there in the world, not only how to identify yours, but also how you can put that to work as you seek to make smart decisions about your wealth and about financial planning overall. So that being said, let's go ahead and bring Mark out here and get right into today's discussion. Mark, it's good to see you this morning. How are you doing? Hey, Ryan, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Can't complain. This is a really interesting conversation we got today. We're talking about high net worth personality types. Let's get right into it, Mark. Uh, you know, this idea exists that we all have our own high net worth personality types, and it's probably a new concept to a lot of the folks out there tuning in today. Tell us what you mean in your words by a high net worth personality type. Uh, sure. Yeah. The uh, You know, it's interesting. High net worth personality it's a lot about understanding the how and why, you know, behind the way people's attitudes are about money and the decisions that they make about their money, you know, and, you know, and also really what the affluent want from the professionals that they're working with on an ongoing basis. And the whole concept was kind of developed in the late nineties and has been verified through a whole bunch of uh, research that have been done on, on wealthy investors since then. And it kind of has been adopted by the more forward-thinking financial professionals, which we like to think that we at Echelon are definitely more forward-thinking, uh, and and other kinds of professionals too. And it's a good idea to understand that knowing your own high net worth personality uh, is important so that you can select those type of advisors that are a good match for you based upon those traits of your high net worth personality. No, I, I like that, Mark, and I'm going to ask you to expand on it in just a moment here. How yeah. would you say then, how important really is it for an investor's attitudes and that high net worth personality type they have be similar to the professionals that they work with? Maybe not just their, you know, their wealth manager, but the other, you know, uh, trusted advisors that are in their network. Yeah, great question. You know, it, it's probably a lot more important than, than you really think it might be. Uh, you probably... And the average person is, is, is probably looking for the kind of financial advice, the valuable financial advice, you know, that is designed and maximized around your ability to achieve your most important goals, right? I think that's probably true for most people. So what you really want is to be able to find those experts that you know well enough so that they really get what you are trying to accomplish with your money. It's, it's really important and and why you're trying to accomplish it. So in fact, you know, we found over the years that a personal connection between your advisors and yourself 
in many cases, this is important to, you know, for like your financial success as, you know, the traits such as advisors, competence and resources. So I'm not saying they don't need to be competent and resourceful. They most certainly do. They need to be elite financial advisors, but knowing that you connect with them on the level where they understand what you're trying to accomplish and more importantly, or as important, the reason why. So it doesn't mean you need to be like best friends with these people, right? They need to, you need to be best friends with your advisor, but there should be, you know, a fair amount of affinity there. Ultimately, you know, they need to make sure they understand your high net worth personality style so that they can, you know, so they can help guide you and that they can connect with you and relate with you so that they can deliver the advice that really works in your case. Makes sense to me, Mark. So let's, let's unpack some of these. Let's get into it. Talk to me. What are a few of those specific high net worth personality types that you guys see? Maybe a few of the more popular ones to start us off. Yeah. Okay. And you're right. There are several. And, and and maybe we should just touch upon them briefly today, but we'll, we'll talk about the two most common ones that we see. Uh, and, and many people are what we call family stewards. And what that means is that their chief financial and investment concern really centers around taking care of their loved ones, right? If you're a family steward, your goals often center on issues like making sure your children have their college education funded, uh, passing on wealth to your heirs, family steward for the most part is a relatively conservatively a conservative thinker financially let's say they have conservative views about finances and and they want advisors who make them feel like their goals about caring for their family are going to be considered and protected um another personality type we see quite often are an independent so family stewards and and, and then there are independents so this type of investor, you know, they want the freedom that financial security can provide to them. They want the freedom to do, and how many times have you heard this? They want to be able to do what they want to do when they want to do it and have the funds that's going to enable them to do that. So for this type of person, you know, wealth is really going to be a, just a means to an end, right? And independents want to work with financial advisors who can give them the advice that will allow them to attain and equally as important to maintain the financial freedom and flexibility that they want for their life. Roger that. And I would understand why those two are probably some of the most popular of these financial, you know, or these uh, high net worth personality types, Mark. But let's get a little more granular into maybe some of the more nuanced types that exist out there. Could you walk through a few of those for us? Yeah, you know, uh, and I'll, ju I'll just touch on them because as I mentioned, you know, the two most, the two most prevalent are the financial stewards and the independents. But there are ones, um, a personality type called a investment phobic. You know, they don't really care about investing uh, as much. You know, sometimes it even stresses them out, you know, and they prefer to delegate those duties to a financial advisor who they trust and, and you know, they're confident is reliable and, and dedicated to helping them. Then there's the anonymous person. All right, those people are extremely private investors and they value their confidentiality. Uh, they don't want to disclose their financial information to just anybody. They tend to work with one or two advisors who they trust a lot. And there were two other personalities that are kind of similar to each other, and that's the mogul and the VIP. So, you know, the mogul is a person who's really looking to, um, to, to emphasize uh, power, 
influence and control, right? They tend to view investing as yet another way where they can exercise those those things. Uh, and then the VIPs, those are the people that are looking for uh, value and prestige. And usually they want their investments to help them acquire, you know, expensive possessions and or to gain social standing. You know, these kind of groups often prefer to work with firms that are often prestigious and well-known among their peers. So then there's the accumulator, right? These are investors who save more than they spend, just like the name implies, okay? They live below their means and they don't really show, you know, any outward signs of their affluence. Their goal really is a capital appreciation, pure and simple. They just want more money. The more money they have, the better and more comfortable that they're going to feel. And then there's the gambler. A gambler is the kind of person where investing is all about the excitement and the drama. And of course, along with the excitement and the drama comes performance. They want results. So they're most likely to think that they can consistently beat the market and they want to work with financial advisors who will aggressively do that on their behalf. And then the ninth and, and really the final kind of uh, investor profile that we see is the innovator. So innovators, they like new investment products and strategies, different types of services and trading methods. Uh, they want advisors who are really technically savvy and up to speed in their knowledge and the appreciation of investing. And we're going to offer them the newest, the greatest, and the most shiniest complex solutions out there. Yeah. So there you have it. Nine high net worth personalities, uh, you know, obviously some more nuanced than others there, Mark, but uh, Mark, could you help us understand, you know, how someone with one of these high net worth personality types would be well served by working with <clears throat> a professional that has a similar personality themselves? I mean, obviously some are very nuanced and very different than others. So how would it really serve them well to work with somebody that matches their personality type? It's nice to work with somebody who thinks similarly to the way you do, right, Ryan? You know, you, you think, or at least, at least knows how to work well with the type of investor that you are. Uh, and you know, it's it's more than just a nicety, really. At the end of the day, you have to believe that working with a particular advisor who who doesn't understand or appreciate your core values, you know, could potentially cost you financially. And maybe maybe it helps to give an example. Let's say. Uh, Let's say you're a, a mogul type personality and you're seeking for, you know, large returns and you're willing to take substantial risk to maximize the chances that you're going to get large returns of achieving those large goals, right? So you're probably not going to be served well and you're probably going to be disappointed by working with an advisor who tends to like more conservative investments, who tends to deal predominantly with conservative type investments. Uh, another example is, let's say you're a phobic and your advisor constantly wants to talk about uh, the investment process and the gyrations of the stock market. You're probably going to find that that's going to be an unenjoyable relationship with that investment advisor because you don't really want to know about all those things. You just want to make sure that your family is going to be well taken care of. So, you know, it kind of comes down to your wealth's got to be positioned in a, such a manner that it, it supports what you care about most in life. Your wealth has to be positioned so that it's speaking to what your goals and needs are. And, and if you're able to trust the advice you're getting, as well as the source of that advice, well, I mean, that's, that's just, that's, that's nirvana. So contrary, if your advisor doesn't play well in the sandbox, let's say you are not aligned philosophically, you know, in, in those manners, according to your high net worth 
uh, personality profile, you know, you're not going to get those benefits. You know, in turn, it could mean that you won't grow and protect the wealth the way you really want to, and you're not going to accomplish your goals, and and you're not going to have all those wishes for your family uh, fulfilled. Of course, of course. So, so Mark, let's let's walk through the process of how somebody might be able to identify which personality type they fall into. Talk to me about, are there questions they could ask themselves? Is there a process they could walk through? How could somebody figure out which uh, which type they fall into? Yeah, okay. So that's interesting. And let's start by, let's, okay, so you have to ask yourself some questions. And I can think of two right off the bat that are really important. Uh, and the first is, if you cannot easily identify who you are, start with, you know, saying, well, what do you want your investments to achieve? What's the goal, right? If you're a family steward, you know, your answers are probably going to revolve around what you'd like your money to do for your family, ranging from, like we mentioned earlier, you know, funding a college education for your children, or maybe even your grandchildren or your great-grandchildren in the future, uh, to taking care of uh, your elderly parents, uh, or to make sure that you know, when the time comes and they're settling your estate, that the money gets distributed according to your wishes and without a lot of anxiety and fair, uh, fanfare. So you're going to want an advisor who focuses on those areas and has an in-depth understanding of, of families that go through all these type of issues, which are most families. Uh, and then, you know, in contrast, if you're an independent investor, remember we said those are the two most prominent prominent types, right? Uh, you have your family stewards and your independents. If you're an independent, your answers are probably going to include goals like buying your dream house or sailing around the world. In other words, you know, you're going to place the highest value on using your money to buy those, those personal freedoms and personal autonomy that's going to allow you to do exactly what you want to do in life. And your advisor is going to have to understand that and account for those drivers when they're designing plans and strategies to serve you the best. And then, and then, Mark, you you mentioned a second question that people could be asking themselves. What was that one? Yeah, Ryan, absolutely. So, you know, the other question is going to be, you know, when you think about money, what concerns, needs, or feelings come to mind? You know, it helps to write these things down, and you know, and to write a phrase down like, "I want my money to grow as quickly and as safely as possible." Or, you know, I want to have $5 million by the time I'm 60. The more precise you can be, the it increases your chances of, of, of achieving that goal. And, and if these are questions you ask, what do I want my money you know, to do? Uh, I want it to grow as quickly as possible. I want a certain amount by a certain time. You can be pretty confident that you're an accumulator and you're looking mainly to acquire assets because... Accumulators are not particularly concerned about what they can do with their money. They're driven really just by the pure act of accumulating the money. You know, that might mean you should seek out an advisor who pursues strong growth and maybe want to take steps to ensure that your wealth is going to be protected over a long period of time. Um, and, you know, also if you associate feelings of power or importance and control over your money, you're most likely a mogul type person. So if you see having money as a, as, as a way of uh, giving you more ability to influence people or, uh, and maybe even, you know, influencing your family members or business contacts or community leaders and, uh, you know, having things move to your advantage, you're, you're probably a mogul type person, you know, and then if you really think about being recognized and acknowledged because of your money and enjoying the prestigious surroundings and possessions that money can buy, 
you know, you're most likely a VIP. And that means, you know, you're interested in what money can do for you, most likely in terms of gaining material possessions, a wonderful new house, fabulous trips, a new boat, you know, things like that. You know, VIPs tend to invest for what money can buy and the lifestyle that it can uh, afford them. All right, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, Mark. What if they've asked themselves those two questions, but they're still not honing on uh, what their personality type? Are there any other questions, any other thought process that you know they could be using to better hone in on which type they could be? Oh, you're putting me to the test today, Ryan. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, two questions I can think of. Uh, the first is, how involved do you want to be in the investing process? So this question can be extremely uh, effective in determining whether you're a phobic, a gambler, or an innovator. If you feel that investing is uncomfortable, a burden, or even maybe even a bit scary, you know, you're probably a classic phobic when it comes to investing. Uh, and you're probably going to want an advisor who doesn't throw a lot of detailed information about investing at you. But, you know, if you love learning all that you can about investing and financial markets and you feel a strong need to want to take a hands-on approach in managing your wealth, you know, either you, you, know, you get a thrill uh, or, you know, or you want to pursue investment management from an as an intellectual challenge, uh, you know, maybe you're a gambler or maybe even an innovator. So if so, you'll be best served by working with an advisor who, you know, wants to get in the, who wants you to get into the trenches with them. Uh, and when it comes to investing decisions and seeking out cutting edge solutions and insights, they're going to constantly be bouncing those ideas off you and soliciting your input. And then the second question I was thinking about, Ryan, is, <clears throat> you know, how important to you is confidentiality of your financial affairs? You know, because just about everyone cares about confidentiality to some degree, right? But if you are deeply concerned about this issue and feel almost secretive about your financial affairs, you know, you may consider yourself to be an anonymous personality type. So you're going to want an advisor that's got the systems in place to ensure the security and confidentiality of your financial data and someone who really deals, you know, explicitly with uh, confidentiality and security, which, you know, those things are going to be really important to you. Of course, of course. So, Mark, I, I mean, I'm going to ask the question that's begged to being asked at this moment because I'm sure there are people out in our audience thinking to themselves, well, I could be a mix of both. Is it possible to have a mixture of some of these multiple high net worth personality types that exist? Like, could somebody, just how somebody can be introverted and extroverted at various different times, can there be a mix of wealth personalities? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, most of us are some combination of these things, right? You know, you may find that, that there's going to be overlap uh, between a few of these different personality types. Uh, you know, again, these are financial personality types, you know, so th there could be overlap, you know, but chances are there's going to be one is going to stick out more than the other. One's going to describe your personality best most of the time. And it seems, you know, most people for most of our clients, tend to be family stewards. Most of the people who have achieved significant wealth have a large family steward personality type driving them, okay? They tend to do what they do so they can help their spouses, their children, their grandchildren, and even the people they don't even know that are going to be in their family a long time in the future. But it often, oftentimes, regardless of, uh, regardless, once you have a good idea of your specific high net worth personality type, you can assess how well the advice you're getting from the various different professionals you're working with 
And does it, you know, does it reflect that dominant personality type that you have, the most important one? And then, you know, you can ensure that you're, you know, positioned well to achieve all the great different wealth management goals that you're trying to accomplish and equally as important that you're going to have a great experience along the way. Sure. I mean, and that's, that's the nuts and bolts of this conversation here is like helping you guys out there identify which personality type you align with so that you can then work with a wealth manager that suits your needs and shares your needs uh, or shares your personality type that is. So Mark, final question for you today, uh, you know, before we you know, say bye to our audience for anybody out there that's interested in maybe chatting with you and your team about their given personality type and how it might work in with what you and your team do at echelon family office what would be the best way they can get in touch with you guys to open up a dialogue oh absolutely and thanks ryan you know most people like to visit us on the web first www.echelonoffice.com that's e-c-h-e-l-o-n the word office.com feel free to contact me directly at m wade that's m-w-a-d-e at echelonwealth.com, E-C-H-E-L-O-N, the word wealth.com, or just call on in, and the number is 888-892-9882. Fantastic, Mark. Well, look, hey, I appreciate you carving some time out of your day to jump on, talk to us about these high net worth personality types. Really is an interesting conversation that so many people aren't really aware that it exists uh but i think we've probably educated a few people out there today and uh looking forward to being back with you on the next one as always hey ryan thanks there was a lot in there today i hope we unpacked it fairly well enough but if there are any questions just get in contact with us Perfect. Alrighty. Well, Mark, thank you. And of course, we want to say a final thank you to our audience for jumping aboard and being with us on the show here today. If you took anything away from today's conversation, I've said it a million times. I'll continue to say it. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whichever platform you checked us out on today. That way you never miss out on a future conversation between Mark and I, where we're going to be unpacking a different wealth management strategy, solution, or even just a conversation that Mark is having with his clients. So be sure to subscribe. You'll never miss out on an episode and it'd be great to have you back on the next one so for mark i'm ryan we once more appreciate you guys stopping by and being with us here on today's show we'll see you on the next one for optimizing your financial world